When God created you, he created a masterpiece, a unique version never to be seen again, a one of a kind. But do you know how that uniqueness can be used for a purpose? Well, let's chat about that a little later. I'm Ashley White, the host of Joy on the Journey podcast, a weekly podcast all about defining, finding, and maintaining joy on the journey of life. I am so excited to have a good friend, a good sister, the one and only (laughs) Shalia Reed. She's an identity coach who helps people discover how to be their authentic selves and become effective leaders. In her day job, she's the chief of staff and chief communications officer of a large urban school district. And she's also the author of Do You, The Audacity to Live a Bold and Authentic Life. But... Beyond all the titles, I have the honor of calling her a dear friend, sister, a dream supporter, and believer. I'm taking this privilege before we get to the real content of the podcast to share with her and most importantly, publicly. She is one of the first people I text whenever God deposits a dream or vision that requires stretch faith every time. Shalia has shown up in big time for me and my family. So Shalia, please allow me to thank you publicly for being present. You know, I'm supposed to say you're welcome, but (laughs) it's hard when people, um, when that happens, it really is not a problem. That's really what I want to say. Not a problem, of course, because it really is, of course, it's easy to do. You are somebody that uh, I count as a friend and a cheerleader. And so I want to make sure I'm cheering for you. Thank you. This podcast is all about defining, finding, and maintaining joy on the journey of Mm -hmm, life. mm -hmm. So I'm curious, how do you define joy? So I've been thinking about this before you even asked the question, like, what is joy? Um, And there's a list. I tried to figure out what the feeling of joy is. And, you know, sometimes I get joy from shopping. I went to Target today. Uh, I bought some orange pants. There's a lot of joy there. Um, Earrings bring me joy. Um, Museums bring me joy, Mm -hmm. but that's not what joy is, right? My sons bring me joy. But really what I would define joy is it's freedom. Mm. It's freedom to do what you want to do when you want to do it without the responsibility of um, worrying about what's on the other side. Wow. So why does, why do orange pants bring me joy? Because they're orange, mm-hmm. right? There's happiness in them. They're all, they're actually really like wide legged pants. Okay. And so I can like see myself floating through. And so I'm, I'm wondering, like, I'm thinking that joy in those pants is like, I'm going to be bold and I'm going to, you know, think that, uh, nobody's, nobody can tell me anything about them. And so it's in those moments that I think whenever I have that feeling, there's freedom. Mm-hmm. And so I, for me, the ultimate goal of life is freedom, mm-hmm. freedom from like having to go to work. Like we all have to go to work, but mm-hmm. there's a freedom in knowing you're choosing to go there, not forced to go there. Yeah. 
And so it's it's simple. Joy for me is freedom. Have you always felt that joy was freedom? No. Okay. No, no. And it, I mean, in my big age, right? Like big yesterday, <laughs> last week, I really realized that like freedom is something I'm pursuing. Mm. I think, I think I've just now realized that the two are synonymous or go hand in hand. I think I've always known that I was a seeker of freedom, Ooh. but I don't think I've connected that to that. That's what joy is. Mm. So in those moments when freedom wasn't attainable. Yeah. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. How can someone persevere if that is how they define joy? Well, um, I think about a friend um, and I don't know if, I don't even know if this is in the book, if I'm honest, okay. but it's in my, it's plastered in my mind. So I have a really close friend Um She's one of those people I call when some when I got a big challenge or a big dream, I call her and she's going to level set with me and remind me that like God can do the impossible and mm-hmm. you can too. Um, and so she told me once, like write a list of all the things that make you very happy. Mm. Um, she may have used the word joy, like write it out. Like what are the things that bring you that? And so it was like museums. I love the culture, like everything about the culture, mm-hmm. everything. Y'all make me happy. So the culture makes me happy. Music, live music makes me happy. You know, Doritos and bean dip. Just the things that make you happy. I love it. Dr. Pepper's from Sonic. So she told me to write them all down. I got Mm -hmm. to 100. And she was like, whenever you're feeling bad or you're having a bad day, like, go do one of those things. Mm -hmm. And so... I think for me, it's the same way. Like we can't be free all the time because there are some consequences to our actions. There's some things that we can't, um, we can't just do. Mm -hmm. And so until we get to that, I go back to that hundred list and I'm like, Oh, but I can do that. And in that moment I can find joy. And so when things get really rough, I go get some Doritos and bean dip. Right. Mm -hmm. Or when things get really bad, I walk around the museum and just look at that and have that moment. And so it's not always about, the forever pursuit or being in joy all the time. Sometimes you got to find it and hold on to it Mm -hmm. in that moment. And then you can go on to whatever you have to conquer. Oh, I love that. It's so practical and yet long lasting. Yeah. Of Okay. I can't get to that ultimate today. Today. But today I can get to Sonic. Yeah. I can get that ice that I really, really love. Yeah. And so the thing about it is, is that, she told me to do a hundred. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, you, you have to know her. She's a little over the top, a little extra, like most of my friends, including you, uh, <laughs> a little extra over the top. I, I accept that. <laughs> me, it's, it's not a bad descriptor, right? But it. people, but anyway, she's a little, over, so I was like a hundred. She was like 100. Do not stop till you get to a hundred. So when I wrote down the hundred, I was like, Oh, and it took a long time. Cause you get around 60. You're like, Ooh, now this is hard. Cause the, the 25 are easy, but you got to dig a little deeper for the other things that bring you joy and figure out what they are. And they're not always things. Sometimes it's taking a nap. Mm. Sometimes it's let me walk around or swinging on my back porch or whatever it is. And so sometimes you can't get to Sonic, mm-hmm. but you can go look at the pictures in your phone yeah. or you can't cause you, cause you're in an environment or you don't have, you know, enough time to go to the mall. Mm-hmm. So you only have a little bit of time and you can like, you know, sing your favorite song. Mine, right. One of mine, it happens to be Anita Baker. And so you, you can do those things. So you got to figure out what it is and use what you can. It becomes a, it becomes a tool for me mm-hmm. in my toolbox. Yeah. And it's that 
moment of identifying the things that do bring you joy. And that's it's harder than you think. Yeah. It's harder than you think. There's been a TikTok trend going around. I'm not sure if you've I'm seen it. I'm not on TikTok. Can you believe it? Well, <laughs> don't do it. I'm not. Okay. I've get, gotten sucked in, lost so many hours. Uh-huh. But it's a trend that said, write down a hundred things that you want God to do for you this year. Mm. And the challenge is writing down a hundred things. And it's amazing how a hundred things in reality isn't a lot. No. But when you have to stop and write them down mm-hmm. and really consider, huh, what is what am I asking God for? Or mm-hmm. what really makes me happy? Yep. What brings me joy? It's those exercises that we don't stop and consider mm-hmm. that we really should. Yeah, I was, now that you think about it, I'm over here thinking about 100 things. I don't know that I could get to 10 things I want to ask God for. Mm. So how do I get to 100? Yeah. Hmm. I think now I'm going to go, <laughs> that's going to be a little a little tool for me, maybe in the month of February or March, or just write down 100 things that I want. And, and some of those, I think we, we think big. Yeah. We want, oh, I want a new car. I want a house. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I just want to keep waking up. Yeah. One, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I want my mama to be happy too. Mm-hmm. Like we don't, we don't know. We want it to be big. And, but sometimes we just need to remember the small things. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Shalia and I met and bonded over the love of the written word. Uh-huh. In fact, I just believe that books should be a love language mm-hmm. so much so that it should have come as no surprise <laughs> that she would birth a book. And it's equally of no surprise that you would write a book that has been described as challenging and yet encouraging and purpose-driven. So I wonder, why do you believe that being and living authentically transparent is important? I don't know. This is not the first time I've been asked this question. And I haven't come up with a perfect answer but my name is Shalia. Mm. It's S-H-E-L-E-A-H, right? And there's a whole book, a whole chapter in the book about my name being complicated and how very quickly you have to learn. Um, are you going to keep correcting people mm. or are you going to let people make it? Because mm. it's a name you have to, you have to say, and you have to say it right, right? And so um, I don't want to ruin it for everybody who goes and buys the book. But uh, go buy the book. Essentially, you have to figure out who you're going to be. Mm-hmm. And I learned that early that like I'm only going to correct you a few times, mm-hmm. and then after that, I'm done. But what I've learned is people remember you. <laughs> Your name is Shalia. It also doesn't help that I have big hair. Sometimes it's been red before. I also, you know, I have a, a, a nice size nose and big eyes. So there's things about me that people don't forget. And so what I realized is you cannot disappear in a room. And so you might as well own the space. And so I figured out that I have to own the space or and stop running from this assignment God has given me, which is me. Mm. He's given me the assignment to be me. And so I've I've tried I've stopped running from it. And again, this didn't happen a long time ago. This happened in my big age where I figured it out like sis, if you if you just lean into it, you'll be all right. And I have, I have two sons, you know that, Mm -hmm. and it's my son's fault. (laughs) 
my oldest son, Alden, when I had him, um, I prayed to God to have a leader. I wanted a king man. I wanted him to be strong and bold and courageous and all these things. Mm. And it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell a kid that if you're not that. So I had to figure out who I was going to be. Are you going to be real? Are you going to be a liar? And so it's his fault. And I figured out I'm just going to be real. And so being authentic means living in your truths, living in your failures, but also living in your joy, your peace, your wins, Mm -hmm. and living up to your name, Shalia, and your assignment that God gave you, which is to be you. Mm, That's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. So absolutely beautiful. As you were reflecting on your experiences to prepare for the book, Mm -hmm. How did your tribe and your village <laughs> of sisters impact your journey? Uh, y'all. Okay, so I didn't come here to cry. <laughs> but it's tissues right there. And I have so many people who are cheering for me. They want me to win. And they want me to win for real. Mm-hmm. No, so so actually you also know I go to therapy. Mm-hmm. And so I was telling my therapist, like, I'm gonna write a book. And she was like, Okay. And then I told her I told somebody and I had this little moment of like the person I, when I told the person, they said, Oh, okay. And I told her like, I was struggling that like, they didn't cheer. They didn't stomp. They just said, oh, okay. And she said, how did you want them to respond? I said, I wanted them to be like, Oh my God, I'm so proud of you. And she said, why? Mm-hmm. I said, because, because you want to feel empowered to do it. You want somebody to motivate you. Yeah. And she said, and so what did you think when they said it? Well, their O to me was like, and like, Mm -hmm. so what? And she said, or was it, I already expected that. And I was like, oh, here you go. (laughs) (laughs) And so the thing about it is, is my folks already expected this. They expected this from me. I didn't. I Mm. wasn't prepared. And so my cheerleaders have been cheering for me even before I was like doing something on the court. And she helped me to realize, man, you're blessed. You have people who who knew this was coming from you. Mm-hmm. They prepared the place, you know, even before you got there. And so even even during the book and not me writing and editing and there was a point in time where I was like, Oh, I'm not doing this. This is cute. I'm gonna just finish this and close. This is cute. <laughs> I'm gonna just put that over there. I'm not finishing this. And um the girl who was helping me was like, Sis, you <laughs> you gonna finish this book. Mm-hmm. And she was like, people are waiting. And I was like, ah, so my people have been ready. Mm-hmm. I just d- apparently wasn't. Um, people have given me stories. They've asked to read chapters. They've, you know, I'm, I did a pre-sale and sold out of the yes. pre-sale. Um, I mean, it just has gone and gone and gone and gone. And, you know, people have bought 10 books and four shirts and they're like, I'm gonna tell somebody else and I'm gonna tell somebody else even before they read it. Mm-hmm. And so I've had, a, I have sisters and brothers and cousins and everybody else who are like, yeah, this is the book, this is the book of the year. Um, everybody wants me to go on Oprah. It's not a goal for me, okay. but that's a goal for them. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, Oprah doesn't even have a show. That's what they want. 
Um, so your question was, what have they done for me? I mean, they've cheered me along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, they've pushed me and they've basically was like, we've been waiting on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we knew this was going to come. We've just been waiting on you. Yeah. So my grandfather used to say, and my mother says it now, to have a friend, you have to be a friend. Mm. And I just believe it to be true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The way you show up for people, this book was people's opportunity to go all right it's our time y'all y'all ready i'm ready let's go it feels like that it does it does feel like that it does it does but i also what uh my very one of my very good friends she read it Mm -hmm. and she read it it says don't read it from cover to cover but she's like girl i read the whole book i was sitting down i just read it and then she called she was like i learned so much about you things i didn't know Mm -hmm. and so but it's also my gift to them Mm -hmm. and i know and it's been it's been a struggle people like let people do for you but it's hard Mm -hmm. and and that's another thing it's in the book if i keep my hands open i I don't know if i'm giving or get or getting and i think that that's that's what has been the beauty. And, and in even birthing this book, I'm getting so much back. So I'm trying to give, like, here y'all go. And I'm getting so much back, more than I can handle, more than I can even imagine. Mm. It's, I, it is unbelievable. Mm. It is, this has literally changed my life. Mm. Um, I also will tell you, I am free. Mm. Like, I'm walking around light as a feather. Like, hey, because I wrote a book, but it, it's not because I'm rich, right? Like, it's not because I'm, you know, there's not a lot of money in my bank account because of it. Well, the, I mean, there's some, but there's not like an mm-hmm. overwhelming, but it's, it's done. It's out. It's, yeah. I'm free of the consequences of whatever's going to come back. Mm-hmm. I have so many questions. <laughs> okay. I'm going to try to just answer your question. And no, not... no, 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 no. I have so many, so many questions mm-hmm. um, just based off what you said. I want to talk about starting something tough Mm. wanting to quit but not because so many people have a dream Mm -hmm. that they've started and they've almost got to the finish line Mm -hmm. it was like uh but nobody's gonna really read the book nobody's really gonna buy the book Mm -hmm. oh maybe it's not even that good I just won't I'll I'll just let it go. Mm-hmm. What would you say to someone that has started, that has shared, that does have supporters, but is scared to finish? So my first answer is, uh, if you play dominoes, then you may have heard this. Scare money don't make money. That's it. That's a good HBCU answer <laughs> is what that is. Yeah, scare money don't make money. So you can't be scared and think you're going to get the big win on the other consequences, right? Or, I mean, a, the big win on the other side. Um, so that's one, that's my, like, big one. Like, mm-hmm. you cannot be scared and, and want to operate in the big leagues. You got to get out there and and take, take the good with the bad. But then also I think that um, there's a place for your story mm. and somebody needs it. Um, somebody needs to hear it. I know that people think, well, my story may be basic, right? Like I, I, I came from the most basic things. Like I lived in a two story house. I mean, you know, a four bedroom house. Mm-hmm. I have mom, dog, mom, dad, brother, dog, right? Mm-hmm. The basic American dream, suburban America, no ifs, buts, everything was basic. Somebody needs to hear that too. Mm-hmm. Or it's opposite. My life was full of trauma and, you know, difficulty and, 
but somebody needs to hear that too, that you're able to tell the story. So I think that we just have to remember it's not, um, it's not a story until you tell it Mm. and no one can react to it until they hear it. And so you got to get it out. It belongs out. Um, I'm telling you, I was not going to do this book. I wouldn't hit go. I was like, I can't. I was walking around the house like, oh, that's well, that's it. I'm just going, my money's gone. My time is gone. And I prayed and I I was talking to God. God, you going to have to come down here today. <laughs> Tell me this book is ready. Like I was talking to my son was like, mommy, you all right? Oh, bless no, I'm fine. I just am done. Mm-hmm. Um, and my line sister called me mm-hmm. and she said, hey, I have a question. This is not a line sister I talk to every day. Uh, in fact, she was like, you don't know whose number this is. No, I don't, sis. She was like, well, it's blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And she was like, hey, I have a question. So I was wondering about writing a book. And I said, okay, God, that's funny. But okay, go ahead. I'm listening. You know, I'm listening, uh-huh. sis. And she said, well, I was wondering about writing a book. And I was telling somebody else. And they said, well, why don't you call Shalia? She wrote a book. She can tell you. And so I told her, and I was like, well, I'm afraid of this, and I'm afraid of that. And she said, you're human. You can do this. And I said, okay, God came through you, hmm. but I hear what you're doing. And she was like, just get it out. Hmm. And I think that that's what we have to remember. Somebody is waiting on you so that they can go behind you to do it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You've shared that the key to discovering your purpose Mm -hmm. is Mm self-discovery. What have you learned about yourself that was surprising or shocking? Um, I've learned that I've been like this. (laughs) My brother said I've been like this since he's known me. He's known me his whole life. Mm -hmm. He's like, everything that you are, you've exactly been this way. Okay. I've also learned that, um, while I'm not a perfectionist, mm-hmm. I am close to one. Okay. I also have learned I'm a workaholic. I'm sorry. Let's, what do you mean you just <laughs> discovered that? Uh, so I wouldn't define it as that. I work hard and I play hard. Yes, now that is true. But what I found is that I am a machine. Like I can turn some stuff out. I can get it going and and be smiling throughout. And most people can, are like, wait, wait, what? I'm still on step one and you on 16. Mm-hmm. Um, so you asked me what I figured out about me. So maybe I'm coming to realization that this okay. could happen. Okay. Um, I also have learned that I just want to have fun. Like I want life to be fun. And when fun is missing, I don't want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that I knew that. That's probably what I've learned. Oh, I'm also particular. <laughs> it's not funny. Don't do that. <laughs> That's or, or as my shirt says, expensive and difficult. I am those things too. Buy the book, y'all. Just buy the book. Yo, please buy the book. <laughs> now, this is a question. I didn't write it down, but mm-hmm. I want to get your perspective. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, time is winding down. But I really want to get your perspective. Mm-hmm. We often tell folks... Bring your full self to work. Mm. I have been guilty of saying this, especially in the DEIA community, Mm. diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility space. Mm. But for the folks that don't know who they are, Mm -hmm. I feel like that does them a disservice. Yeah, because they don't know who am I bringing to work. Mm -hmm. What advice do you have for them? I'm a storyteller, so it's hard for me not to tell a story. So I'm going to tell back to my son, right? Mm -hmm. So I remember when I had a baby, had Alden, 
And I decided, oh, after when I go back to work, I'm not going to talk about my son at work. I'm going to just go to work and leave. Really? I did. Because I was like, I'm at work. I don't want it to be about my son or I don't want it to be about motherhood or I don't want people to like feel sorry for me or I don't, I just wanted it to be, I'm Shalia, the, whatever my title was, what the t- I think it was chief of staff at the time. I, that's all I wanted. Hmm. And so I made this clear cut line. Like I was, I got dressed for work. I looked like an adult, right? Like I had a suit on. I was like, I'm going to work. Okay. And I got to work and every day the people would be like, so what are you doing now? <laughs> I was like, wait, what? So, like, is he drinking milk? Is he sleeping all night? Like, they didn't ask me anything about me. They mm. wanted to know about him. And what I realized is that, like, you can't leave that per- that person you have become can't stay at home. Mm-hmm. You're all of those things. And so, when you tell somebody to bring their full self to work, they you should bring the things like the commas. You know, the mother, comma, the daughter, comma, the aunt, comma, you know, the child of divorced parents, comma, you know, the child, um, the child who walked home from school, comma, because those things allow you to connect with others. Mm -hmm. Those things allow you to bring perspective to conversations. And so, you know, I was trying to leave mom Shalia at home when at the table I could then have conversations Mm -hmm. about Mm-hmm. policy that affected black boys mm-hmm. well hello i got a pr- i have something to say right? right and so if i left her at home then now that co- now that conversation mm-hmm. could not move forward or be more robust because no one else in that room yeah. was mom of a black boy yeah. so you can't leave who you are at home when you say that or when you when i tell people that because i tell people that all the time it's to remind them that like you're all of those things and all of those things make up who you are. And so you don't get to pick and choose. Those things are needed in the conversation Mm -hmm. because now I can have a conversation with my colleague about her son Mm -hmm. or her daughter because I'm a mom. Mm -hmm. Right. Or I can talk to someone who I know. I mean, we have nothing in common because I'm a book reader. Yeah. But if I left some of me at home, I don't get to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. I love that. And for now, I will be using everything behind the comma. <laughs> yeah. We'll be using that for now. I made that up. Everything. <laughs> it's, it's recorded. She didn't make that up. I'm not going to remember it, but it's, you can use it. Okay. I could listen to Shalia's wisdom and insight forever, mm-hmm. which is why I'm really interested in this final segment. Okay. Shalia, you are a thinker. You are a planner. Mm -hmm. You are a visionary. As you seek the Lord for this next phase of your journey, Mm -hmm. would you dare share your hope for the next five years? Oh, I dreaded this question because I don't have an answer. That's fine. And I don't even know if I can make one up. Mm -hmm. So really, I really just want to keep following Um, my heart's desires and my heart's desires are usually what he plants in my heart. What I hope to do, if I really am honest, is I hope to be on some sort of tour talking to people about being their best self. Mm. And if I got really, really specific, I need to be at places where young black people are. Mm -hmm. Because I think that so many of our families and students and cousins have been impacted by social media Mm -hmm. and have been told that they need to be more like Mm -hmm. X. 
the Kardashians or the TikTok star or whomever. Mm -hmm. And really, I want them to know that they're enough. Mm -hmm. And so I hope to go talk to them and engage with them um, in some kind of way. I also hope to um, to run into people who are telling me I read the book and now me. Mm. And, um, you know, I don't know. I, I hope to be a better mom and better wife and better, I don't know, friend in five years. Uh, I have a challenge coming up with the answer because what I know is God has always blown my mind. So when people ask me what I want to be when I grow up, I don't know because I can ima- I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up wanting to be a chief of staff. I don't know. Um, I feel like my whatever he has for me, I can't even imagine. It's not even made up, so I don't even try. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to wait. I am tearing up. <laughs> Do you want tissue? No, I don't because <laughs> then I will just fully cry. Mm-hmm. I am tearing up. Because um, to have known Shalia five years ago and to see how... Here you go. (laughs) I know. To have known Shalia five years ago and to have seen God's hand on her life and the blessings, the prayers that he has answered, Mm -hmm. this (laughs) is only the beginning. I, I, I believe that. Only. I absolutely believe that. Only the beginning. I absolutely believe that. Receive it. Whatever else. Um, I can't even imagine. Yeah. This is nothing. Only the beginning. So before we completely fall <laughs> <laughs> into a puddle, tell them where they can find you. Um, and most importantly, where they can find your coaching sure. and the and your book. Sure. So um, Shalia.com, S-H-E-L-E-A-H.com. Or you can just Google Do You. Um, I've done it a couple of times. It's still shocked. Hey. <laughs> it points you right to that um, direction. There you'll find a link to purchase the book. You can also see other podcasts and presentations I've done. You can learn more about identity coaching where we can help you become your best self and bring that to the any table you're at. Um, I'm on social media at only one, which is the number one, Shalia. And um, you know what? I'm just looking forward to engaging with all your audiences. I mean, if I'm even part of the people mm-hmm. that are on the list, I have seen the folks that you interact with and they are amazing. So if your, your audience at, at all connects with me, I'm so excited about how we can partner. Uh, the book is available there, but also it's on Amazon, Barnes yes. and Nobles and wherever else you get your book, just Google it and you can figure out how to get to it. It's called, do you how to live a bold and audacious life? So if there is anything that Shalia has said that has touched your life, please, please, please drop it in the comments. Engage. Um, We look forward to reading every single comment. Yeah. And then come on back. The podcast airs every single Thursday, and I look forward to seeing you here. But until we gather again, may the Lord increase your joy, grant you strength for the journey, and give you the courage to tell your story. Bye, friends.